podcast one production. Reconfirm why the business I am with is the right one and how lucky I am. I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. Today, why everyone should openly be in the job market. And my guest is Ryan Benici, Chief Marketing Officer, G2 Crowd. Everyone talks about trying to retain their people, please the best people in their business. Retention is one of the biggest challenges facing business, teams, organisations, and they spend lots of money. All sorts of incentives are given to people to stay in their jobs. But what if this approach is actually all wrong? What if we actively encourage and participated in the job market openly? Today, I'm going to fast track with Ryan Benici about this counterintuitive idea of encouraging your best high performers to look for other jobs. Why you should be willing to let your best people look for another job. Ryan, are you one of those annoying young people under the age of 30 who is always switching jobs? <laughs> hey, Margie. Um, I'm, I'm over the age of 30 now, um, but yes, I, I do fall into um, the category of millennial. Um, but I don't know if I would say I'm one of those annoying millennials because I find whenever I move to a new business, I actually always have a really open conversation with my boss where I call it out and I explain to them like how I operate and how if I'm not learning and being challenged, like that's when I start looking for another job more proactively. So I kind of like lay the groundwork up front so that my boss and I have a really open and honest dialogue from the get-go um, so that they kind of know that like, yeah, if you're not going to help me get those opportunities to grow, then that's not going to look good for me. But at the same time, like if I'm not putting in um, the right time and right effort to give the business the value that drives impact, then, you know, I don't deserve those learning opportunities, obviously. Okay. So there's a couple of ideas here. I'm really keen to understand. You you have changed jobs a couple of times, but that's based um, on one business taking you from Australia to mm. Boston. And then while you were in Boston, you got poached to another business in the G2 crowd in Chicago. And I know you get a call probably once a week <laughs> for people to invite you to look for a job. I'm keen to understand what what is this idea of actually openly encouraging people to actively look? What does, what does that mean? Why do you do that? Because most of us are saying, no, 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 stay with me, stay with me, don't look for another job. Why, why yeah. is this good? <laughs> well, look, I think it, so for, for me in my industry as, as a marketer, um, and I think, I honestly think this applies to every industry, but I think that the more experiences and the more skills that you've developed across your career from working in different types of businesses and in different roles helps you be better at your job. And so, you know, if I look back on my career, um, you know, I think my average is, yeah, about maybe three to four years per company. Um, that said, though, that few companies that I've been at have 
gone through massive change, whether that's been, you know, going through IPOs to, to where they've become public or they've been acquired by other businesses or I've moved overseas with them. So, yeah, the, the, the businesses have changed, I guess, a lot of the time. So the one that I've joined is not really what it was many years on. Um, but I think the reason why it's really important to me and that I'm always open to looking at other job opportunities and why I encourage my team to do so is because I think when you're doing that, it helps you better understand that you are just, you know, an employee, you're just an asset at, at a business. Um, and it's your responsibility to drive impact and to drive value for that business. And look, if you're un- unhappy in your role, you're probably not going to be driving impact. So you're probably going to be more active and vice versa. But what I find when you're on the market and willing to speak to people when they reach out to you is it helps, for me anyways, um, reconfirm why the business I am with is the right one and how lucky I am. Um, and I think that's the value that I see my employees get from doing the same thing. Now, at the same time, if they you know, get an offer from another company that ticks all the boxes that we tick and more, then I... I oftentimes will say to them, like, I think you'd be crazy if you didn't take it because, you know, the boss, your boss sounds amazing. The pay is fantastic. All of these things are great. Now, if it's just pay that's the issue and we can pay them more and they're a rock star, then we'll do it. We'll pull some strings internally so that we can keep them. Um, But yeah, I think it just helps you better understand your value. This sounds to me like you're, you're really clear that if your people are looking and they're open, and this is the key point, they're open with you about that process, then you can have really open conversations about what's needed and what development might be required and what they're looking for. And that is the key. Yeah, look, that's absolutely... Yeah, no, that's the key. It's that um, by helping them understand that like you want them to grow. And I think I just always frame it around myself in the sense that so they can see how I think about this. Like I say to them, look, you know, I would never be in a role myself whereby I am not learning. I'm not being challenged. I'm not being paid well for the, the work that I'm doing and I'm not driving impact. And I wouldn't expect anyone else on my team to do something that I wouldn't do in that situation. And so I say to them, like, if you feel like, um, you're missing one of these things, talk to me about that. And they may say like, Hey Ryan, um, you know, I feel like I should have more responsibilities and, and that will open up a dialogue whereby I'll either be able to say, Hey, you're right. Actually, you've been crushing your job. Um, you do deserve more responsibilities or on the flip side. And I have many of these, I'll actually say to the person, Hey, I would love to give you more responsibilities. Seriously, nothing would make me happier. But right now you're not hitting some of your core job responsibilities. And so I can't give you any more responsibilities if you can't hit those things. So until you hit those things, like that's like really where you've got to focus, buddy. Like, so it kind of like makes the conversation really open and honest. They say that people don't leave their jobs because of pay or office politics. Now, they have often said people leave their jobs because of their manager, but the latest research says that they leave their jobs because they're no longer learning or growing. Is this at the heart of what you're talking about? Yeah, I think it's at the heart of what I'm talking about. I think it's a little oversimplistic, though. I'm not going to lie because I think that if you have all the right things but you have a horrible boss, then you still might leave because of that or you might have a great boss and the learning might be okay but you get pay, an offer, sorry, of pay that's maybe 2x what you're currently on, which has happened to me in a previous, you know, role. Um, And sometimes, like, those things will make 
maybe make you trump. But I think by focusing on the learnings, it, it ultimately brings it down to the thing that matters the most. And I think everyone has been in a situation where, and if they haven't, they can learn from hearing from others, but they've been in a situation where um, they've maybe been offered more money, but the role doesn't look as good or the team won't be as like great to learn from and they've taken it and they've realized it was a mistake. Um, and so you can't really ever make a mistake, I don't think, when you make your decisions at work based on learning, but you can if you focus on some of the other things just like money and, and stocks and, and things like that alone and title. Okay, so is this the current trend in the States? You're based in Chicago and San Francisco. Is this what you are seeing in um, most of the businesses that you're interacting with? No, I'm actually not. I mean, I think I see people um, be more active on the job market when they're unhappy with their job, for sure. Um, that makes sense. But I don't think people are typically over here or even in Australia where I, I grew up more, as, as active as maybe I have been and, and am. Um, and I, you know, and I talk to my team about that when I get job offers from interesting companies. Like I'll tell them, I was like, oh yeah, I got this really interesting in-mail on LinkedIn from a recruiter that said that they have my dream job based on my background and this was the pay and they would love to speak to me. And I, and I always say to my team, as I say to recruiters, like, hey, would love to chat with you, but I receive a few of these a day. So um, unless you can tell me what the, who the company is, then, you know, I, I'll have to pass. But if they, most of the time, I mean, almost all the time, they will then say, hey, the company is this cool new startup or tech company. Um, and if I know them and I, and I admire the company and, and the leadership team and the product, then I'll definitely engage with the business and chat with them to learn about the opportunity. Because if I could be better utilized in another company than where I currently am and be happier and make more money, like that would be a disservice to me. Um, and so that's sort of like the same philosophy I teach my team. And, you know, in that situation, if, um, you know, as that is happening, I would also then be, you know, if I've made a decision that I am thinking of moving, I would let my boss know at my current company. And then, you know, it would be up to them to work out like if they want to retain me or, or not, you know, it wouldn't be about like gaming between the two businesses, but it would just be open and honest. So you've developed this philosophy based on um, a really substantially successful career and you're not seeing it um, translate to a lot of businesses, but I do know that there are a couple of businesses around um, apparently Atlassian and a number of others who um, are really picking up on this philosophy. Does it work for you? Are you getting better retention? Are you getting greater uplift in performance and engagement from your people? Because at the end of the day, that's what you're after. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I think I, I think I truly am. Um, but it's not just because of this concept of encouraging them to be looking for other opportunities. I think there's a lot of other things that I am doing um, on the back end to help my team members be actually more employable elsewhere, which again, sounds counterintuitive because, you know, why would you want to be getting them skills and or brand awareness that might then allow them to be poached? Um, but I find like if you're that first boss that's helped them, you know, maybe get their first podcast like this or write their first guest blog post on Forbes or HBR, they'll never forget that. And you're helping them build their career and they can see truly that you actually want them to grow. And I think that builds a lot of trust and loyalty by doing that 
while also kind of helping them see that like you know that they won't be with you forever because that would be crazy <laughs> um, and you want them to keep learning and trying new experiences but you also want them to be impactful in their job and I think that's where there's a fine line for me with this kind of philosophy is that I'm all for this but at the same time I'm all for being able to drive really high levels of impact at the businesses that I'm at and and I think all employees should have that same philosophy. So when I left my last company, which was HubSpot, which was you know a company that I absolutely adore, it was the hardest moment for me ever when I spoke to my boss, our CMO at the time, and let him know that I was going um, because I um, you know I'd only been with the business for under four years, um, but at the same time I, I felt confident to be able to do that because you know I had really quantitative examples and really good. Um, um, data to show of how much like revenue that I had driven for the business through campaigns that I myself had run. And I've written about these on the G2 Crowd blog. There was one where I drove $64 million with just $6,000 worth of marketing investment. Um, and so knowing that I had had those results allowed me to feel confident to be able to leave because I felt like the time that I had had at that business was still worth it. Like no one, I don't think people would look back and say, oh, we, we shouldn't have hired him because he only stuck around for three years. They, I, I, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it leads me to sort of a really interesting point because I'm as I'm listening to this counterintuitive idea of having higher retention by actually encouraging people to be looking for what their goals are and where they might go next and creating a culture of openness and support and trust. I get that. But aren't you going to really annoy your employer if you're always looking for other jobs, you know, you talk about this fine line. I just want to know what is the fine line? So let's imagine I'm working for you. I come over and there's one of those invitations that come out or I'm always looking on seek. Does that mean I'm not focused on my job? Look, I think that's a good question. And so maybe maybe I need to be more clear is that I'm typically not encouraging them to actively look, but to be passively willing to engage with someone if they are reached out to. So whether that's a recruiter or someone through LinkedIn or whatnot. And so I think that's the big difference. Look, if they're actively on job boards and things like that, then that would be a bigger sign to me that they're probably unhappy and that like they should really be speaking to the company to see if there's something that could be done to make them more happy, new challenges, new learning opportunities, different job adjustments. Um, but yeah, I think it's a little bit different there. And to your question, I guess, around does it like, would it annoy the business or, you know, annoy a boss? And I think like I've definitely in previous companies hired people where I've known because, you know, I can see from their background, they may have started two or three companies themselves. Um, and, and I just know from their profile and from speaking with them that like they will not be in the role that I'm hiring them for, for, for more than two years. Um, and that's sometimes okay though, because if I can see that this person is going to be able to drive, you know, amazingly high impact for the business in that short one to two year time frame then that gives me, you know, a window to be able to hire more people to support them and to move into their role when they potentially leave. Um, But I think at the end of the day, the core thing is, yeah, they should be really trying to be able to drive impact and learnings in their role. um, And that's then what makes it maybe a little bit more fair or whatnot. Okay, so if I'm listening to you really carefully here, 
This is about having this open view of growth, this open view of development and being able to talk to your leader about it. And as a leader, you're really encouraging your people to have those conversations actively with you all the time. Yeah, I think I think that's really what it is at its core. Um, and I think I'm just kind of realistic with this because, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, we, you know, in my current company, we are a 250-person company, um, you know, where we are, we've raised our Series C round of funding, but, you know, we're still a startup. And so, you know, if it's money maybe that someone's looking for and they're getting an offer from somewhere else that's, you know, double what we can offer, um, you know, even if they are a crazy high performer, that might be a little bit too much where you couldn't stretch that far. And I think being able to accept that you can't retain everyone and that's okay, but you handle it properly will, I think, A, show the rest of the team, um, you know, how you function as a leader and how encouraging you are of the team so that they know that you'll be similarly with them in their future careers. But I think it also kind of, you know, helps that person leave on a really high note and know that, um, you know, yeah, they left a really good thing and they'll probably come back and work for you at some point in the future too. You famously said, Ryan, in Harvard Business Review that employees want development and not lip service. And you quoted 87% of millennials and 69% of non-millennials rate professional or career growth and development opportunities as important. So is that the underlying idea as well as your experience of this philosophy? Yeah, look, I, I think this philosophy for me is is a combination of that concept of learning and development for the employee, but I think it's also matching it with um, you know, a high level of trust and care from from the manager. And I think that's where you really reach nirvana as a manager and with with team and with culture is when you, you know, want your people to be able to develop. You create the processes and the planning and everything so that they can develop um, and you talk about them through throughout their development really around what is and isn't working. Um, but you know, they can see that you truly are there to help them. But at the same time, you hold them also accountable for the work that they need to do to develop themselves. Um, and I think that all together really is what starts to, you know, really help retain employees and, and help create those kind of rock star relationships with employees whereby when you move, they then come with you and you move through different businesses together. So it's why you should be willing to let your best people quit. So thank you so much today. I really have learnt an enormous amount about the openness of communication, the reason that you can really develop a deep trusting culture by actually encouraging development and growth. And that involves actually be willing to look for other opportunities and not just remain secret about them. So make good choices, focus on growth, even if it feels uncomfortable in your team. Don't be complacent and remember, development is the key to success. Fast Track is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Australia. The producer is Brooke Carrigan, audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au.